Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you. Extremely disappointing opening game for the Eagles, who let a 17-point late first-half lead slip away at FedEx Field and gave up 27 unanswered points to the Washington football team. Final score, Washington 27, the Eagles 17. The first loss in the Doug Peterson era for opening games. After four straight wins, it looked good early for the Eagles. The Eagles went down the field on their first possession and they scored a touchdown. Here's the call from Merrill Reese and Mike Quick. Wentz again in the gun. Scott to his left. Slots to either sides. Motion. Goddard. This time, it's a handoff. No, it's a fake. Wentz into the end zone. Touchdown, Zacherts! After taking a 10-0 lead, the Eagles came right back. This time, it was Carson Wentz to tight end Dallas Goddard. A picture-perfect play as we listen to Marilyn Mike once again. First and 10 at the 34. Back goes Wentz. He's looking. He is looping it. It is caught. It is a touchdown to Goddard. But after that, everything changed. Wentz throwing a late first half interception that Washington turned into seven points. And from that point on, it was all Washington. Wentz was sacked eight times. He threw two interceptions. He lost two fumbles and had one other fumble recovered by center Jason Kelsey. An ugly performance by the Eagles offense, which was expected to have some struggles with a made-for-this-game-only offensive line that featured rookie Jack Driscoll as a starting right tackle and second-year man Nate Herbig as the right guard. Driscoll went out injured in the second half and was replaced by Jordan Malata. The struggles continued. So before we go into the postgame at FedEx Field, let's hear from the voices of the Eagles, Merrill Reese and Mike Quick. All right, Merrill Reese and Mike Quick from the broadcast booth at Lincoln Financial Field. What a disappointing game, guys. Um, let's begin with, with you know, the overarching thoughts here. Mike Quick, uh, how did this lead, a 17-point lead, slip away from the Philadelphia Eagles? Hey, I think it just started um, with the fact that the Washington football team right before halftime, just got a little bit of momentum and got points before they went away at the half. And they came back out in the second half and made some adjustments, and they never looked back. They continued to push the, push the action, push the pedal, and the Eagles started to go the other way. Momentum is a fragile thing. Merrill, we knew the offensive line was going to be challenged. I could not remember a season that – started with an offensive line in such disarray since long before the Andy Reid era. Eight sacks, you know, Carson picked off twice, another fumble back there that was recovered, a fumble that he lost. Uh, Merrill, your thoughts about the offense and the offensive line specifically? Well, the offense started out like a house on fire. And then after that first interception, they just went into a shell. There was nothing you could do right. And I felt the Carson Wentz looked and you can't get into somebody's head, but he was throwing wicks passes instead of being authoritative and doing what he does naturally. He was just missing receivers left and right. And when you do that, you're just asking for problems. He had a lot of open receivers, 
course, some of that is forced by eight sacks. And I, I think the last time I remember a game like that, Winston Justice was filling in a tackle. But it was bad. It was really a, a bad way to open the season. Mike, how much of those eight sacks are on Carson? Well, a few of them, you certainly would say Carson held on to the ball too long. Um, you know, there was pressure many times when the protection went the wrong way and they got through with pressure. Uh, the one time, the middle linebacker came through untouched and hit him. He never got a chance to even get rid of the football. So you can spread it around in many areas. But they, I think sometimes you have to give credit where credit's due. I think Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio in the second half did a really good job of game planning, getting their defense to attack the offense. They kind of start to understand better where the Eagles' weaknesses were and especially in their pass protection, and they started to attack those weaknesses and put a lot of pressure on Carson Wentz. You mentioned, Mike, a play, 45-yard line, Eagles uh, in the second half, and Doug Peterson decided to go for it rather yes. than punting and putting Washington in a long field situation. Guys, I'd like to get both of your opinions on that. Uh, Mike, you first, and then Merrill. So I thought that at the time, um, yeah, you – Many times you see teams punt, but you know when you when you're involved in analytics, you understand that there's a good chance you can go for it there and get a first down, and it could make the difference in the game. Um, I kind of and I like the decision, but I didn't necessarily like the play call in that in that situation. But I was really I was fine with that decision. Merrill, your thoughts? Well, I, I don't like to second-guess Doug Peterson because I think Doug is an outstanding coach. And once upon a time, I had second-guessed him when he went for something called the Philly Special. And uh, we know how that turned out. But I personally felt that was far too early in the game to gamble like that. I didn't think you had to do it at that point. I would have been a lot more in favor of it if it was late in the fourth quarter and they were into a desperation type of situation. But I thought at that point, that, that where they were on the field, they would have been better off punting and try to get the defense to wake up and stop Washington. I was, I was not in favor of that call at that time. And then, guys, I wanted to go circle back to Carson. He took a big sack and pushed Jake Elliott just to, just far enough away that a 53-yard field goal attempt was a yard short. And I don't know, it's just, you know, when you hear Carson makes great plays, and you talked about it after the game, his mentality is to always hang in there and make plays. But we got to get better than that, don't we? Like, at times, in that situation, the one thing you don't do is take a sack. How does this, how does this get better? Well, I think at this point in his career, he should understand that that's where you are. You, you have to know to throw the football away in that situation so that you're not backing up your kicker and – I don't understand when you get to this point in his career why you still make that type of mistake, Dave, quite honestly. Agreed. Merrill, your thoughts on, on Carson in that instance? Well, I, I think Carson has to be more accurate. He went from throwing strikes early in the game to missing guys long, high, wide. He just wasn't on. Even that last fourth down gamble to uh, Zach Ertz, a yeah, kind of slid off of Zach's fingertips, and I'm sure Zach would say that he should have made it. But Carson, had he been accurate, could have made that almost an automatic catch for Zach Ertz. He had a bigger window than that. 
Guys, how disappointing is this? This is the first loss of in Doug's era in the opening game. Um, it, it's a weird feeling to to have, with, along with everything else. It's it's weird to be zero and one after losing to a team that I don't think is very good, the Washington Football Team. Well, I think the Washington Football Team is a much better team than many expect. I think they have a lot of players, and I think they now have the coach there that can get more out of them than the previous regime that was there. Merrill? Well, I think what Mike said is true, and I think the world of Ron Rivera, and I think that uh, Clay Haskins, the last two times the Eagles have played him, has proven to be a very competent quarterback. And I think that, uh, of course, I think Chase Young has the, uh, is the odds on favorite to be the defensive rookie of the year. However, I think the Eagles have got to play much better football than what they played today. They're capable of playing much better football, and they just let this one slip away. Yeah, agreed. Hey, finally, uh, what was the broadcast like, Merrill? What was it like for you being at Lincoln Financial Field? You know, I always prefer to be where the game is, but the Washington press box location is so bad <laughs> that it was actually easier than being there trying to see things from a million miles away. However, uh, it was the, the Eagles made the broadcast for us as doable as possible. It was every resource we needed. So I thank the Eagles for that. No, I echo that. Uh, everything was set up to help us uh, as best as possible. Um, and Dave, I'm just so happy that Merrill and I got to sit in the booth and call real football, call a football game today, because a few months ago, I was unsure if this would happen. So I, I'm happy, thankful for that. Amen to that. Guys, thank you so much. And, uh, Try to shrug this one off as well. We're all we're all in a bit of pain right now. All right, Dave. Well, we will. We will. And, and hopefully the team will be able to wake up and play the kind of football they're capable of against the Rams. But I think it's very important to shore up that offensive line, get Lane Johnson back, and as quickly as humanly possible, get Miles Sanders back in the lineup because he is one of their biggest weapons. No doubt. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. All right, then let's get to Carson Wentz. Not pleased at all with his performance. Held on to the football too long. Missed some open receivers down the field. Turned the football over. Ball security, again an issue with number 11. Here are some of the things that Wentz had to say in the post-game interview session. Yeah, um, kind of a tale of two halves, really. Um, I got to be better. I, I know that came out, um, you know, offensively, you know, feeling good. You know, we moved the ball right down the field, um, put up points, got ahead in the game, and, um, you know, they got to clean up the interceptions. I put our defense in a, in a bad spot on a couple occasions. And, um, you know, it was just we, we've definitely lost some momentum, and, you know, we, we didn't make the plays we needed to make. And, um, I got to be better. It starts with me. I got to protect the ball, um, lead these guys better, and uh, I'll own that. It's very frustrating. Um, it's very frustrating walking off that field knowing the, the momentum and how we felt early in that game. Um, got up early off to a great start, and like I said, it would just kind of spiraled out of control. And the next thing you know, we were in a second and 15 uh, multiple drives in a row and just you know couldn't get be ahead of the chains and, and make plays and um, turn the ball over, got to protect the ball. So... Um, it was definitely frustrating walking off that field, but there's a there's a lot of good we can learn from and um, shake off some of these some of these things and, and get back to it next week. Yeah, I mean the sacks and those things culmination different things. I mean every play was was its own play. Um, 
definitely times I could get rid of the ball quicker. Um, definitely some miscommunication um, that I got to help clean up for for everybody. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I'll have to watch the tape to really see what happened. But um, anytime you have sacks like that, it, it's culmination of things. And I got I got to do a better job um, all the way around. Friends, I think that's just the mentality I have. I'm always trying to make a play and extend the play. And um, when it's there to be made, you know, sometimes you make them, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you know, bad things happen. You take a sack. I got to do better. Get rid of the ball when I can, but um, you know my mentality on that front doesn't doesn't change um, within a game or within a week. But um, I just got to know know better and know when to uh, just get rid of the ball. Yeah, I mean we always say next man up mentality around here. Obviously, you know we, we miss those guys being out there with us um, and what they bring to the table. I mean those all all three of those guys are some of the best at what they do. Um, but but we feel confident in the guys that that stepped on that field. I thought. Um, I thought the, the, the guys that filled in did a great job. Got to watch the tape, obviously. But um, it's always tough to see you know, some of the best guys at the position go down and uh, not be on the field. But I think we have the depth for guys to step up. And I think guys did a pretty good job. Those troubles up front, well, very difficult to overcome. So many injuries the Eagles have had along the offensive line. Center Jason Kelsey talking about that in his post-game press conference. You know, obviously, you know, a very up and down performance for the line today. Um, you know, very poor in the run game. I felt like we were never really able to establish the run game very well. Um, you know, that's a combination of guys not executing and, um, you know, credit to Washington of throwing some well-timed blitzes. But, you know, we got to be better. We got to be better up front. Um, no excuses. You know, I think I've had plenty of work with the guys that were out there today and, I don't think anybody in particular played an individually terrible game is probably not what you guys want to hear, but I think everybody kind of had their chances um, to, you know, to screw this one up. I think uh, myself included, I could have played better, and I think everybody across the board uh, had their moments where, um, you know, they could have got the job done better. Uh, I don't know. I've never, you know, fortunately for me, I've never had to deal with that. But, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, even though, Obviously, Zach's frustrated about about that. Um, he's uh, he's being a great teammate, and he's not making it uh, affecting his uh, um, you know his ability to play, his ability to be a leader. Um, you know, Zach's a tremendous teammate who shows up to work every day, ready to work. And uh, at the end of the day, it's in his best interest to go out there and you know and play as well as he can. I think he knows that, and you know, regardless of what happens uh, with the team and and his agent and everything like that, I mean. You know, obviously, I hope that they can work something out because I think he deserves it. Um, but you know, anyway, he's he's been outstanding uh, in the building, outstanding today. Um, you know, I don't think um, he's let it affect him too much. Yeah, I think um, I think we have better depth on this line, and um, you know, I think that uh, you know, obviously, losing Brandon, you know, he's been best guard in the NFL for a few years now, in my opinion, and. You know, Lane will be back and Jason's back, you know, but, um, you know, this is the way the season goes, right? You know, I think uh, at some point you're going to lose some guys and guys are going to have to go in there and get the job done. And, you know, Big V, uh, you know, uh, he was very taken for granted in his career in Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, when his number was called, he went out there, he got the job done, helped us win a Super Bowl. So uh, all those guys who are out there today are going to be continually asked uh, upon uh, at some point in this season, you know, I think that, um, you know, and obviously they're asked today. And even when Lane's come back, when Lane comes back, there's going to be other guys that are going to have to step up uh, again. And uh, that's the way this thing goes. And 
Um, you know, we got to make sure that everybody's ready to go and that everybody's improving, right? You know, everybody's going to be able to watch this tape and be able to know that uh, you could have done a better job. You know, you could have done a better job in this play, that play, uh, better technique, um, communicated better, whatever it is. There's, there's a lot of things that everybody's going to be able to take from this tape and uh, get better for next week. And head coach Doug Peterson understands that it is a long, long NFL season. Still a disappointing way to start 2020. Well, I, I think, um, I think you know, uh, first of all, it's uh, something, you know, um, can't happen. Uh, first and foremost, can't happen. Uh, I'd say it's a little of both. Um, you know, it's sacks don't always go on the O-line. Sacks don't always go on the quarterback. Sometimes, you know, protection, uh, you know, the backs are included in that. Tight ends are included in that. But, you know, and, and then the receivers just, just getting open. So it's, it's, there's a lot that goes in. I got to look at the tape, obviously, to make uh, – uh, a real clear determination on that, but but uh, you know ultimately that that cannot happen. Yeah, you know obviously the way we started the game is exactly you know how we how we uh, thought we could we could attack um, against this team, just come out and play tempo football, and it's something that you know our quarterback is good at, our offense is good at, and you know he he, he did he came out came out and played played extremely well, and and um, you know again I, I got to look at this film. Uh, to see exactly why, um, you know, there were some there were some breakdowns. You know, we just got to continue to uh, get better. Uh, I've got to get better. The players got to get better. Coaching staff. So this is one game of a long season, and um, you know that's what we're gonna we're gonna focus on this week. Well, you know, listen. It, anytime you can disrupt your your offensive line and, and and lose some continuity there, it's it's gonna it's gonna affect you a little bit. But you know, one thing I like about our guys is it's a resilient group. They they don't let the changes bother them. Um, we still have to go execute and play, you know, and and and, and for us to go against, uh, you know, this front today is really a good test for our guys. Uh, valuable experience for guys like Nate Herbig and Jack Driscoll. Jordan Mulata got in there uh, today. So, um, yeah, you you don't want to you don't want to you know move too many parts uh, obviously up front, but uh, at the same time we take pride in, in getting our guys prepared and and uh, go play. I just told him, listen, I said, it's, uh, you know, um, we got a lot of work to do. You know, today was not our best. And, uh, you know, we've got to eliminate, we've got to eliminate the mistakes. We can't, we can't have the sacks. We can't have, um, you know, the turnovers that we, that we had today and expect to win, um, especially against a division opponent. So it's just one game. I told him that we're going to go to work, uh, you know, tomorrow and, and get ready for, uh, for next week. That will do it for this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group, our post-game edition. I'm Insider Dave Spadaro. We'll be back with more on Wednesday as the Eagles try to turn things around against the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. Thanks to Peter Kelly and Ray Doyle for all their great work. Thanks to all of you for tuning in and make sure you're with us throughout the week. Everyone, thanks for joining. Have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! We want you to know about all the podcasts in the Eagles network of podcasts. So make sure you tune in to not only this Eagles Insider podcast three times a week, but make sure you subscribe and listen to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast every Tuesday and Thursday, our Journey to the Draft podcast Tuesday and Thursday, and our Eagles Update podcasts, which give you the news in a flash. Monday through Saturday throughout this 2020 season. Sign up, subscribe, and listen to our Eagles network of podcasts.